Hello and welcome to another episode of The Hooligan Report. Uh, I'm joined tonight by Cookson. Hello. And I'm also joined by Cruyff. Good evening. Uh, we'll start with your mob, Cruyff, because um, we had the, the early game between Arsenal and West Ham, and what a game it was, because, I mean, you guys took a pretty well-deserved 2-0 lead, I thought, um, through some pretty magical assists from Alex Iwobi. Um, but then Andy Carroll had a bit to say about the about the game, and it ended up three three. So how did you see it? I mean, I thought we were all over West Ham uh, in the beginning of the game, and the first twenty thirty minutes, uh, I thought it was a deserved lead. We were playing very well, and it looked like it was going to be a, a straightforward win. But I mean, it wasn't to be. We switched off at the back, and Carroll had his say. Although I thought he should have been sent off. But I guess that's for up, up, up for conjecture. But um, at the end of the day, I think a draw was a fair result. I mean, obviously, the disallowed goals are, are a bit controversial. I think uh, the, the first one definitely should have stood. But as for the second, I think that was rightly called uh, disallowed after Carroll's grappling on Koscielny. But, I mean, it wasn't to be. And um, it, it, I guess that, yeah, as I said, at the end of it, a draw is a fair result. Um, we talked last time about Iwobi and his his place in the Arsenal side and his form this season, and he's had another terrific day out. Definitely, yeah. I mean, you can, it's it's good to finally see him getting getting games and, and and showing that he wants to be in the team. He wants to play football. He works hard for the team, and sort of as I said last week, players like Chamberlain, Ramsey, Walcott could sort of learn off his drive. But obviously, it's too late for them. But it's good to see a young guy willing to give his all and really earn his place in the team. Um, what were your thoughts on the on the match, Cookson? I mean, obviously, it's it's a relatively good result for United in, in the sense that it gives them that chance to finish above West Ham. Um, yeah, how did you see it? It's a very open game. I mean, very end-to-end stuff. I mean, Arsenal probably played better in the first half, I found. And again, Carroll probably should have been sent off. That for his haircut more than anything else. <laughs> it was but, a shock just, of it. Just, 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 on, just on you think Carroll being sent off, do you think his challenge on Kashani was a yellow or red? And the other, and if, if you only saw the yellow, what else do you think was um, was, was covered? Because I could, I could count three or four challenges. I thought he probably should have got one for... The Koshi only one, the yellow card, which did he yeah. Get, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he was booked for. And he was probably having a lot of persistent fouls, which probably built up and, you know, should have been sent off, or at least given a very final warning. Yeah. I mean, the rule of thumb that I find is that once you've got that yellow card, I think you're allowed one more foul of, of a similar nature, and then after that, you know, there's really no excuse. Well, there was one. He flung his arm and it hit Gabriel. Whether that's intentional or not, I guess you, you're jumping action, whatever. Well, Mar- but Mar- you have Markovic seen the one. Markovic got suspended for what was it, three or four games by UEFA for um, yeah. putting his arm back in the in the Europa League last season. So yeah, he'd have and, a bit to say about. And then he 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 grabbed Kashani on the second disallowed goal, which virtually held him back. And then another one, they were on the attack, and he sort of just barged into either Koscielny or Gabriel again. But, I mean, it's when does a referee call it? Yeah. I, I, I mean, a, a lot of people were criticising the refereeing from that game on the, on, on the board, but I, it was at least three challenges where he should have been carded and he only got done for one. And I mean, it's, it makes you wonder. Sorry to cut you off, by the way, Cookson. 
That's not so good. It's, yeah, it's persistent fouling. Should have been sent off. I mean, but still, good game to watch for a neutral. I mean, very entertaining. Open. Probably does highlight some defensive frailties from both sides. But. Which is quite interesting, because, I mean, especially from West Ham so far this season, they've generally been quite good defensively, defensively I've, I've thought. So it was, it was a bit of an out-of-character game for it to be a 3-3 result. I think just the way we moved the ball around might have given them a bit more challenge, maybe than what they expected, what they're used to. But, I mean, we were, we were pretty lackadaisical at the back. Carroll just absolutely monstered us. And, I mean, it's, it's just what can you do? Absolutely. Um, another significant result from the weekend, we had Swansea getting up 1-0 over Chelsea. And I think it was last time we touched on um, Sigurdsson and, and how he's actually the third highest scorer in the Premier League uh, in 2016, behind only Aguero and Kane. So he is having a tremendous um, second half of the season for them and is a big part of, of their revival. Um, and he scored again against Chelsea. So how did you see that one, uh, Cookson? Yeah, well, probably an interesting game. I mean, Swansea, you usually would back Chelsea to beat Swansea. I mean, they didn't well, haven't lost a game for a while. I think won the league was, anyway. Uh, yeah, was that their first loss in the league? No, who's they lost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and Swansea—they probably they've really had a good second half of the season because they did. I think one stage look relegation threatened, but now they're just building. They've gotten to forty points, then they're well safe from relegation. So for them, it's probably push up, try and get you know, tenth spot. And that's great to see because, I mean, they've had a very good progression in the last few years in the Premier League. And there was, as you say, there was that point where they looked threatened with relegation. And I think they were even in the relegation zone for a few weeks. So uh, it's good to see them sort of bounce back because they do play a, quite a, an attractive style of football. Um, and I noticed, I noticed Montero seemed to be giving Chelsea a lot of trouble. So it's great to see that he's back to his best for them because I know they missed him for a while when he was injured. Um, how did you see it, Cruyff? Uh, I think uh, on the last podcast, I, I called the Swansea win, so I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be pretty grateful about, about that um, prediction. But I mean, it's as I, as I said, Wales isn't an easy place to travel for a lot of sides, and and Swansea have definitely turned around since uh, the Italian fellas come in. I forgot his name, um, but I mean, yeah, it's it, not a surprising result for me, and given the way Chelsea have been this season too. And also, I mean, particularly because I think Chelsea uh, are playing a weaker side at the moment. I mean, no disrespect to Swansea, it was still a tremendous result for them. But when they, they, they're starting with guys like, um, uh, I think Kennedy might have started and Loftus-Cheek. Um, yeah, that, 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 that a very useful bench. Yeah, and Begovic in goal. Do, is, um, is Courtois injured at the moment or what was the reason for Begovic starting? Not, not that it's I a, believe, just a, one, yeah. just a change. Yeah, Courtois's been injured a bit. This yeah, I know he was injured he a bit been. earlier in the season, but um, I'm not sure that lately. But uh, ne- nevertheless, great result for Swansea, and as we said, I think it was um, Hiddink's first loss uh, as Chelsea manager. Um, Correct. Sorry. Correct. Yeah, um, Man City <laughs> suffered a bit of a shock against West Brom at the start of the game. I think it was Sessegnon who scored the goal to give West Brom the lead, um, but City were able to recover and eventually win 2-1. Um, we, we did discuss last week as well the fact that they've been quite shaky um, and, and inconsistent, and this did threaten to be another one of those games. So it was quite good 
in a sense, for City supporters at least, to see them kind of bounce back from that early goal and, and regain control of the match. Um, so so how did you see... Well, in discussing this game, we'll also bring in their result this morning against PSG, where they, they qualified for the semi-finals of the Champions League for the first time with a, with a nice 1-0 win over PSG. So uh, those two results uh, have made for a pretty good week for Man City. Um, so how did you see it? I mean... Oh, sorry, Cookson. We'll start with Cookson. Well... De Bruyne adds so much to that side that he's arguably gone past Aguero and is their most important player. Yeah, I'll, I'll and I'll that. Yeah. yeah. And it's also quite funny because Thiago Silva came out and said the Premier League it will be a step down for Ibrahimovic. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's, those sorts of comments before matches always come back to bite you. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I, uh, I think uh, Cookson's uh, on the money there about the, uh, about the Bruyne because I mean, as I said on on uh, on on the last podcast, they've won fifty nine or sixty percent of their games with him and only thirty three without. And he's become a real integral part of that side. He assists, he scores, he's good off the ball, he works hard. It's a whole new dimension when he plays. He reminds me a bit of um, Sanchez for you last season in terms of work rate, and he sort of lifts the players around him with that work rate. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, yes. it's, it's an absolutely world-class player. Be one of the best in the league, easily. And when you top-class player in the league. Sorry, Cookson. Well, it's, it's also quite good for them because they've finally reached the CL semi-finals for the first time, spending a billion bucks. But <laughs> well, again, we, we, just quietly, you'd reckon that either Barcelona or Bayern or Real Madrid should Barca and buying go through. Do you reckon one of them would want to draw City? Because that'd be I the easiest team to face. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, 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 I don't think Madrid would have it that easy against City, to be honest. Well, so even um, even someone like Barcelona at the moment seem to be dropping off the pace just a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting yeah, to see if they get past Atletico in the morning, to be honest. Yeah, Messi hasn't scored in 360 minutes or something, so <laughs> quite concerning for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah de- definitely for someone like him. But, um, yeah, and Barca haven't progressed yet, so Atletico might do the number on them. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So that, that'll be quite interesting. Um, it's good to see another English side making the semi-finals because I think, is that the eighth English side, I think, to make the Champions League semi-finals? I might be... Well, you'd assume was it Liverpool, Man United, European Cup, I think. Arsenal, Villa, Chelsea, Forest. Yes, Villa, Forest. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, Leeds. Um, yeah, yep. leads. Yeah, yeah. So probably about the eighth or something like that. I think I saw. Uh, so that's that's great to see for them. Um, Leicester got a two 0 win over Sunderland, which was another step towards the title. And for once, they didn't win the game one nil. Uh, Vardy with both goals in in the two 0 win. And to be fair, we were saying last time out that um, Sunderland is actually a pretty deadly place to go this time of year because this is when Sunderland starts to go on that magical run that keeps them safe. So. To go away, to come away with a two 0 win is is a pretty impressive result. What were your thoughts on it, Cookson? It's probably well. It's good for Leicester to win because you know every win's closer for them for a title, which is probably the impossible dream for them. And they've played some good football. I mean, seven points with what five games to go. So. Again, usually all cliche, just got to take it one week at a time, and it's good to see Sunderland finally getting relegated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
it's 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 interesting because I think yeah, there's no truer time for that one week at a time expression because for Leicester it's just a matter of getting getting those three points and getting one step closer and I think it's three more wins that they have to get or two more wins that they have to get to um I think it's three to um basically mean that Spurs can't win the title mathematically so uh, it's getting ever closer but they've got a, an interesting game up against West Ham which we'll chat about in a second um, but Spurs also managed to keep, you know, keep in the title race in a sense. They kept the title race alive with a 3-0 win over your mob, Cookson. So we'll round off our reviews with that match. Um, I think it was their first win against you at home in about 15 years or 13 years or something like that. I think it was yes, 2003? 01? Yeah, it was something like that. Um, so how did you say that one? It was a bizarre game from United because we essentially lost it in the space of like five minutes and some really bizarre substitutions I mean we'll just we'll put a winger as a striker a striker as a winger <laughs> a winger as a number 10 a number 10 is a wing back <laughs> have center backs as our full backs I mean it makes sense if you're on drugs which I'm assuming Ben Hart was <laughs> still it's just yeah, oh, it's just it's a really weird game. I mean, the only shot we had was from Martial literally pulling something out of his ass, which is probably you can say for most games this season. Again, just poor football from United and Van Hauser's game closer to getting the ass. What did you make of the um, rumours? I think was it the Dutch papers suggesting that he would be given another year and about eighty million to spend. I think we'd spend a bit more than 80 million, and if he doesn't get top four, he's gone. He knows that. Everyone so knows that, really. Well, as in top four this season, you mean? Yeah. So maybe City will want to uh, do the rest of us a favour and, and give you fourth spot? <laughs> I don't know. We'd still sack him anyway. I mean, Mendes has got some players lined up. Um, so with the, with the Mourinho incoming. Uh, would that be sort of taking effect immediately after the season finishes? I mean, is there some sort of is there any discussion about when that would actually take place? From a legal point of view, I think as soon as top four's mathematically gone, then okay. I'll be sacked. Someone and Giggs will go with him. Probably someone will take over in the interim, or to the end of the season if Van Hal last turn. Then July first. He probably would start Mourinho. Uh, and then just on gigs, because you're suggesting that he would also um, leave the club. Um, he's obviously got ambitions to be a manager and presumably the manager of United. Um, do you have any sense of where he would go to sort of cut his teeth as a manager? Just anywhere in the lower leagues. I mean, I, I wouldn't mean, mind having, not... having a look at him at, uh, at Hull. Oh, you can have it. <laughs> Anything but Bruce, I think, at this stage. Just, just on, 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 just on that game, I thought the the goals from Spurs were, were, were bloody great. I mean, the the ball to set up Ali from from Eriksen is oh, that was a class. Yeah, sublime. And uh, it's, it's and and Lemayla should have scored with his header. I was watching the highlights and I thought it was in. But I mean, it's, it's Spurs. I, the way they've been playing, it's hard to begrudge them of, of that victory too, because they've been playing 
better football, arguably, than Leicester, really. It's just the, the draws early on in the season sort of cost them. But, I mean, they're, they're, they've been a delight to watch this season. And just on... Um, just... Sorry, yeah, Cookson? Their supporters have not been, though. <laughs> well, well, some of them. <laughs> we always enjoy a nice kick while they're down. Nothing wrong with trolling. <laughs> um, just on lovely assists, though, you, can't, you you do have to give mention to uh, Drinkwater's assist for Vardy's first, which was an oh, yeah. brilliant ball as well. Yeah, definitely agree. Absolutely phenomenal pass. This is what happens when you get United players. They just do well everywhere else. Oh, yeah, that's was he? A, was he a United youth player? Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. The same with Danny Simpson, which that is why they know what, what to do. They have the Sir Alex Ferguson <laughs> mentality. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure when they win the title, you wouldn't do a faith, would you? With faith, what was it? Faith, um, gloating about Barcelona's success because Liverpool breeds champion players like Suarez. They do well. They 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 developed Suarez. Apparently, <laughs> there's a difference between doing it sarcastically and actually believing in it. Yeah, true. true. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to the previews then because there's quite a lot of games to get through. We've got all of the catch-up games from the um, FA Cup postponed games. Um, so, well, actually, before we get into those, we'll talk about one game that's on tomorrow morning that we haven't touched on yet, which would be um, perfect to, to discuss with you on board, Cookson, and I believe it's the United West Ham FA Cup replay on tomorrow morning for your mob. Uh, do you have any hold out any hopes of getting through in that one, or is that sort of a dead rubber for you? In the sense that do you do you want to get through? I'd want to get through because we haven't won the FA Cup in like a decade and a bit. But will we? Probably not. I mean, I don't even know what the team want to be. Sorry. Who, who are they playing? It's uh, West Ham. West Ham. Oh, at Upton Park or Old Trafford? Upton Park. Ooh, I think that might be the end of the road for United. That'll be a tough one. Just play the youngsters. They'll do better. Pick Herrera, for God's sake. You know, I'm wondering where he is. Apparently he's been spotted on, like, milk cartons in Manchester. <laughs> it would be amazing, though, if you did progress and, and somehow got to the final. Um, with all of the stigma and all of the issues with uh, Van Hal this season, if he was to win you a trophy with his final act, it would be very a very interesting way for him to sign off. Yeah, but realistically, it's kind of like... The trophy is good, the FA Cup's good, but... Again, top four's probably worth more. Oh, at least give you a bit of European football. Yeah, but Europa League's ones are not even bother. I mean, I want to watch games on a Saturday, not on a Saturday night, not on a Monday night or Monday morning. Yeah. Um, so we'll move in then to the previews of the Premier League games. We've had some delayed because of the, the FA Cup. Um, we'll start with Norwich Sunderland, which would could just about seal the relegation spots, I suspect. If Norwich can win that one, uh, that would put them seven points ahead of Sunderland. And, um, yeah, it would pretty much seal seal the relegation zone, I would suspect. Um, what's your tip for this one, Cruyff? Mm, I'm going to go Norwich just because I think they've got... It's at home for a start. And it is, yeah. They're probably just that tad slight better than, than, than Sunderland and... Although, as we say, Sunderland tend to try and turn it on at, at, at this time at this time of year. But I think being at, at home favours Norwich 
and, and the fans should be right behind them and, and singing and, and chanting, which will hopefully spur them on and, and, and get them to the three points. Uh, and Cookson? This is where Sunderland starts turning into bloody Barcelona, so they'll win. <laughs> it's, to be honest, it's amazing that they're in as much trouble as they are under Big Sam, because I thought when they appointed him at the start of the season, it would be a match made in heaven, so to speak, because he, he seemed to sort of fit the mentality that they were lacking in previous seasons in terms of defensive football, um, and, and yet they've still struggled under him, so it's it's pretty amazing. But uh, look, it's They hard just one. don't have good players. Yeah, I mean, that's the issue. They, 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 they're they, not like Villa. They just sign a lot of average players rather than a few good players. Yeah, I'm, that that miss from Rodwell against Leicester, it, it should have been 1-0 one, one Sunderland or 1-1, one, one, whatever the score was at the time, but it, it should have been a goal. And he blazed over the bar from 10 yards or something. Yeah, well, Rodwell bundled a ball into the net with his hand against us last season to start our slide, yeah. so I'm not too impressed with him. Um, I, I suspect it might be a draw. It just seems to have... It'll be a tight, cagey game, I think, and I'm, I'm not too sure which, which side will break the deadlock in that one. Um, Everton at home to Southampton is, is the next game. Um, it's, a, it's a game of kind of two mid-table sides that don't have a whole lot to play for. Um, but how do you see it, Cookie? Oof. Ugh, it's going to be a tough one, but... I mean... I'd probably say Southampton to win because they appear to be in a bit better form. Croft? If Everton can score more goals than Southampton, they'll win. <laughs> now, I think... I think That's though, the way they play these days, isn't it? Exactly. Just you score four, we'll score five. <laughs> but I think if... If Southampton... As, as straightforward as this sounds, if, if uh, Southampton can't contain Lukaku... Everton will have a field day, but if Everton are leaky at the back, it's all over for them. Fair enough. Um, just on Southampton, they've had a bit of an interesting season. They they started off a bit shaky. They were bottom half for a while, but they've sort of recovered, and they're sitting on 50 points at the moment, and they're only two points behind West Ham. So they've certainly had a, a decent second half of the season, I would suspect. Um in a way, it might be beneficial for them because they might not lose as many players. I mean, the last two off-seasons, they've lost quite a few players to, um, so to speak, bigger clubs. Um, of course, one of those clubs is sitting two points below them on the table, so that's debatable as to as to um, which of them is the bigger club. But um, how have you guys seen Southampton season? I mean, it's... I, I guess somewhat disappointing from, from their perspective considering... Their, their past two seasons, but as you said, they have lost quite a few players, and and it's obviously going to take its toll. And and I think Kuman has done well for what, the, given the circumstances, I guess. And I'm, I'm sure he'll look to bring in more players of sort of daily classy mould, and or Davy classy rather, and I mean or Yordi classy. Sorry, <laughs> um, it's been a long day. Um, and I, I think they'll sort of. They, I think they, they're seventh, and I don't think that's such a bad, bad thing to be considering the stature of their club, their finances, their circumstances, and whatnot. So it, it's it's not all bad news, really. Uh, yeah, it's just well, it's just, I mean, bad first half season, which probably does affect them. Because I mean, those losses get turned into wins and draws. You're potentially looking at probably fighting. 
Man City for the Champions League spot, perhaps even going above Arsenal. I mean, 11 losses, I mean, quite a huge number of losses. So, again, that's probably going to be disappointing, but 7th place, maybe eventually push up to 5th or 6th. You never know what could happen, and just consolidate and build. So, future's bright for them. Um, the next game is United up against Aston Villa, and, and it's one of those games, I think we said used the phrase last time out as well, um, when it comes to Aston Villa, every game is, you know, you wouldn't want to be dropping points to Aston Villa, and in, in who, some ways that who, creates its own pressure. Who, who will play the worst football? <laughs> well, that's the question I was, was going to say. I mean, worst case scenario, Cookie, obviously, is that you, you lose to Villa, but surely you can get the win against Villa and relatively comfortably. It depends on, do we play players in their correct positions? <laughs> but we'll even then, even, even then though, Villa are not good. Yes, playing players out of position isn't great or handy or helpful or whatever, but Aston Villa are potentially the worst Premier League side ever. And if, if you're playing two or three players out of position, yeah, it's, it's not great. But if they're still quality players, there's no reason why you shouldn't be beating them. We should definitely beat Villa if we don't. Well, sharpen the knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty much the death knell for Van Hal, I suspect, if, um, if you drop points, especially at home to Aston Villa. But I just get the sense it's Villa, especially that loss to Bournemouth, that um, there's just there's, there's no semblance of hope left in that side, and they've pretty much just all dropped their heads. And we were saying before, I mean... It's the sort of game where surely Villa just plays their youth players. Get some games into the kids, give them a bit of an experience of the Premier League, give them a taste of what it's like at the top, and then if next season you're actually drawing on some of them for regular games, they've had that taste and they have that hunger to get back up there. Definitely, but I mean, Villa seem to be a backwards club, so it seems like a far too logical decision to, to, to make. Oh, well. Um, another club that's pretty much on the brink of relegation is Newcastle, and they're at home to Swansea. Um, and if they really... <laughs> if they want to survive, they really need to get a move on, and they really need to be winning this game. Uh, Shelby up against his old mob. Um, there's been some interesting press about Shelby in the last few days, and about the fact that he doesn't have a relegation clause in his contract, and will be the highest ever played, paid player in the championship on £80,000 a week if they get relegated. Gee. Apparently, like, Neymar's contract was leaked. Yeah. It's 75000 you know a week, much? isn't it? 77000 pounds a week. Yeah. So he's on less than Shelby. A championship player will be earning more than probably, you know, the fourth or fifth best player in the world. Yeah, it's pretty staggering. What what are our thoughts bit... on Newcastle? What on their on their financial situation and the prospects of falling into the championship? Maybe it's what they need, but I mean, last time they were relegated, Ashley still stuck around. So it's it's uh, he needs to if he leaves that club, they'll start going places. But as long as he's the chairman, it's it's not uh, a bright future for them, in my opinion, anyway. I mean, you expect at least most of their players to leave. I mean, Tim Krul, Colacini, Colback, Wijnaldum, Sosko, Cisse, Young, Goffran. 
Perez. <laughs> Can you name any more? <laughs> Benalem? Mitrovic? Said that. Mitrovic would be one of the most sought-after players, I suspect, because he's actually... Um, would he know? He's a bit of a hothead. Yeah, but he, he's at least looked quite good for them, uh, and he's scored most of their goals in the last month or so. Um, so he, he, you would think he would at least attract the attention of a lower half club. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, fair point. Um, so Perez thoughts... would probably be sought after by a lot of them. So, thoughts thoughts on the match itself? Uh, I reckon Swansea might nick it. Swansea two 0 Yeah, I might go Swansea in that one as well, and that would that would certainly if Norwich can get over Sunderland, um, that would certainly seal the bottom three, I suspect. Um, West Brom at home to Watford, pretty uninteresting game, I guess. No disrespect to uh, the West Brom or Watford supporters, but because uh, I know there's plenty of those listening into this podcast. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> got your funny pants on today. <laughs> Uh, how do you see this one, Cookie? Uh, I don't know. They'll all draw. Yeah, it's got, got that sort of feel to it, doesn't it? Grove? Oh, sc- score draw, but don't really care about the results, to be honest. I don't think many do. Sorry to the fans listening. <laughs> to the hundreds of Watford fans that listen in, I know that they, they love tuning into this. Um... Chelsea at home to Man City could be quite an interesting one. I mean, we've just talked about the fact that Chelsea are playing um, a younger side these days. They're sort of giving the youngsters a bit of a go. Uh, and Man City probably still have a bit to play for, so they can't afford to do that. Uh, it's at Stamford Bridge, so there might be that element uh, playing in Chelsea's favour. But uh, how do we see this one, Cruyff? Game, really. I mean... I think the the Bruner back will be, uh, or well, the Bruner playing for, for City is absolutely huge. He'll might, probably have a point to prove against his old team, and and even though if it's at the Bridge, I think City will, will nick it. I think they're they're in the better form at the moment, and um, as you said, if if Chelsea are playing young players to try and blood them for the future, it's it it, it won't be pretty if, if if City go there with a full a full strength side. Cookie. Uh, well, this seems like the type of game where City will be inconsistent and lose to Chelsea for some bizarre reason, so 2-0 Chelsea. Um, I think the point about De Bruyne is really interesting because it's, it's really interesting from a Chelsea point of view to look at Lukaku and De Bruyne and other clubs doing so well and to think that they basically released them because they thought they weren't good enough or weren't ready for Chelsea. Um, it does sort of highlight that Mourinho mentality because was it Mourinho? I think Mourinho released both of them. Um, yes. Because I seem to remember them both playing on the opening day of the season against us. I think they both came off the bench. Um, and it was quite interesting to see that Mourinho just has that little faith in youth. And you look at the players that are playing for them at the moment who weren't getting game time under Mourinho only six months ago. So it'll certainly be a very interesting one. I, I think City have a bit more to play for and City should get up for it. But you can say that about Man City a lot lately and, and they don't actually get the results. So... Um, it'll it'll certainly be an interesting game to watch, I suspect. If if the Champions League tie is next week, which I'm not sure if it is, they'll have one eye on the semi final. Oh, the semi finals will be next week. I, th- I, th- 
I think the other quarterfinals sure? next week. Yeah, I think it's the other quarterfinals next week. Are there more quarters it's... to play? Yeah. Uh... No. Yeah, Barca Atletico. No, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Um. Oh, the draw, I think the draw is next week. But the draw the might be next like, week. Yeah, I, I, thought I, wouldn't have thought like the games I wouldn't have thought the games were next week. They come pretty thick and fast. We'll, oh, we'll find 27th, out. Oh, 27th and the 4th. Yeah, you're right. And, 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 and Anzac, after Anzac Day. I apologise. Sorry, boys. That's alright. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Barca at Letico is tomorrow morning with, as, along with Bayern Benfica. But yeah, the uh, semi-finals are a bit later on. Um... Bournemouth against Liverpool. Bournemouth at home. Um, Bournemouth have had a pretty impressive season and, and they're still sort of grinding out results. But Liverpool are also starting to, to end the season on a pretty decent level with the 4-1 win over Stoke last time out. Um, Liverpool probably to get over the top of them. You think Liverpool, Liverpool have the greatest squad in the Premier League, so, I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't. <laughs> I'm a world-class... I mean, what does Liverpool have? They have world-class goal for best right back in the world, best centre backs in the world. I mean, Lucas is just world class midfielder. World class, world class apparently. I'll I'll say better than Roy Keane, Vieira combined. You know. <laughs> but no, you, you you think Liverpool Liverpool have hit a bit of form and the the cops I think finally got his stamp. Um, down how, how he wants them playing and I think the players are starting to to understand that. So it, I don't see why Liverpool wouldn't win. Origi's also starting to look quite good for them. I mean, he was... Interestingly, I think he was rated... Or he was voted the worst footballer in the... Um, league Liga, last yeah. year. Um, though some would argue that might have been because he had one eye on his move to Liverpool. Um, but he certainly looked quite impressive since he started playing for Liverpool. He's, I, th- I think he might... Would he, would he have made his debut in Klopp's first game? It was around that time, I think, I first remember him playing a game. So he's sort of symbolises this Klopp era, but he, he certainly looked quite good against Stoke in particular. Yeah, it's just he's been given the chance and, he, and he's snatching it with both hands. So, I mean, and, and good on him. It's it's a shame that, I guess, Benteke's being sort of shunted to the side because I, I don't think he's a poor striker at all. But he just doesn't fit the Klopp system. Yeah. He, was, he didn't even fit Rogers' system. It's like just a waste of thirty million pounds, which honestly describes Liverpool's transfer since well, yeah, forever. Yeah. Just fling enough shit and hope some that turns out to be chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, a racial slur? <laughs> no, it's trying to be like random. But... Probably not the best time. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's all right. Uh, Leicester let, let, at home to Moving West Ham. On. Moving on. Um, speaking of racial slurs, Leicester at home to West Ham. Jamie Vardy's in a bit of form. Uh, and, and Okaz- get banged. <laughs> well, well um, Okazaki uh, would have a bit to say about Jamie Vardy's racial slurs, perhaps. But um, at home to West Ham. Uh, West Ham looking a bit leaky, as we were saying. Three goals conceded against Arsenal last time out. Um, Leicester... Still haven't conceded a goal in in at least is it five or six games now, so really sort of steaming on towards the title. Um, do we see Leicester getting the win here, uh, Cookson? They, I think yes. They're in the mode where it's just 
they know what to do. Rainieri's not going to worry. They've been in must-win situations before, like last year, so I reckon they'll probably win 1-0 or 2-0. Cookson? Uh, Cruyff? Oh, I don't know. I think West Ham will really, really, really give it a shot. And, and if, if Leicester are going to lose a game on the run-in, it'll be this one. I, yeah. def, definitely a, a difficult game for Leicester. Fair enough, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Carroll's obviously looking like he's in a bit of form now. And I, I know earlier in the season, especially Leicester struggled with um, taller, stronger strikers, um, kind of monstering their defence, but they seem to have settled down a lot now. Uh, and obviously, Pyatt's in pretty incredible form at the moment. So I, I, do, I think you're right. I mean, if they're going to lose a game, it will be this one. Those final three games of United, Chelsea, Everton that were sort of seen as their really tough games aren't actually looking that tough anymore given the fact that Chelsea are resting players, United uh, aren't in the greatest of form and, and Everton are leaking goals left, right and centre. So this might well be their toughest game remaining. Definitely. Uh, and uh, we saw against Arsenal how, how good West Ham can be. Uh, and Carroll on his day is almost unstoppable. Um, speaking of Arsenal, they've got Crystal Palace at home in the late game on the Sunday night. Um, how do you see your mob going, Cruyff? I don't think I'll be seeing them if it's a late game on Sunday night. <laughs> um, against Palace at home, I don't think there's any excuse why we shouldn't win. Uh, Palace, as we've seen, haven't been in the best of form. They've recorded their first win last week uh, this year. So, And I think being at the Emirates, we should have too much for them. I'm going to say 3-1 or 3-0. Cookson? Yeah, I'd probably say Arsenal to win. I'm in. Palace has dropped off a bit, and you expect the quality of Arsenal with Ozil and Sanchez to shine through, so Arsenal 3 0. Of course, this is the sort of game that you would just expect Arsenal to go out and drop points in. Everything's sort of pointing towards them winning the game, and you could see a maybe a 2 2 draw, I suspect, with Crystal Palace. Um, well, it's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remind me, thanks. <laughs> what do we um, think of. I think. What are some weird rumoured that Ozil was going to Arsenal, but I think it was... No, I mean Ozil going to Barca. Yeah, I but think But I think it was Faith, so... Or was it Type Club or someone? I think I remember seeing that. He loves... I, I Honestly, I think he loves Arsenal too much to, to leave right now. He, I mean, if... I don't... I assume these of you have him on Facebook, but he posts a lot of stuff about Arsenal and how much he likes the club and how much fun he has there and whatnot. But I, I think it'd take another poor season for him to consider leaving. Yeah, uh, that will be it'll, be... it'll be interesting because, I mean, obviously those players want to compete at the top end of the um, of the league and uh, it's hard... I mean, you'd hope that Arsenal can sort of make another signing or two in the off-season and, and really sort of compete for the title. But it's, it's quite damning that they've sort of fallen away so much to... Um, Leicester and Spurs in, in the title race, I suppose. I mean, that's a whole another can of worms altogether that uh, our title so-called charge this season. But, I mean, it's it, it, when you look at how poor the big teams have done, this should have been the year we come back on top and, and really show um, that, that we can win the league and whatnot. But it just ha- it, it, it hasn't to be. So it's, it, it is disappointing from an Arsenal's perspective, but I, I, I think we really need to consolidate our team in 
the transfer window and, and make the signings we need to, to, to give us that, that extra push we need to, to push for, for Travis on multiple fronts. Um, Tuesday morning at 5am we have Stoke up against Spurs and I think JD on the board said that at any other time you'd travel to Spurs and be happy to settle for a point but um, this stage of the season with, with what's on the line you, you, they really need to be going out and winning every game and um, they're certainly in, in some pretty decent form at the moment so I wouldn't put it past them to keep on winning at Stoke um, how do you see it Cookson? Well, it could be a tough one I mean Stoke there are good chance to take this game and win it. I mean, they still do have some quality players up front, but you'd expect Spurs to win. But I know it really does depend on the previous result for the West Ham Leicester. If Leicester lose, I reckon Spurs will win. If Leicester win, I'm going to go for a Stoke. I'm going to go for a draw. Fair enough. Um, yeah, bit of a banana skin, I think. It'll be very tough for... Yeah, Stoke's not, a, not an easy place to go. Um, and Spurs are in good form, but I think Stoke will be doing everything in their power to to get the three points themselves. But if, if Spurs turn it on and play the way we all know they're capable of, you, you could see them uh, grab the three points here. I'm with Cookson on this one as well, I think. If um, Leicester get the win over West Ham, then I think that could affect um, Spurs' ability to really push on and beat Stoke. I think it could be a draw or even a Stoke win. But if um, if Leicester are dropping points, I think that'll give um, Spurs an extra bit of motivation and, and, and belief that they can kind of get back into the title race uh, more properly than they are at the moment. Um, so I think there's a lot riding on that one. Um, and then in the in, in the rescheduled games, we first got City up against Newcastle, and of course, last time out against Newcastle, Aguero bagged five goals, so um, could we be in for a repeat performance from the main man? I know you'd back Man City to just win 3-0. I'm an easy game here. I'd probably relegate Newcastle, so Man City to win. And Cruyff? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say City, but I, I think it would be De Bruyne running a much rather than, than Kuhn. It's amazing when you look at um, the highlights of the Southampton-Newcastle game with the way that Shane Long was able to just stroll through their defence. You you imagine that someone like De Bruyne or um, Aguero or uh, even Toure perhaps could just really what tear was, them apart. What was that score? 6-0? Was, the, was that the 6-0? 6-0, I believe it was. Yeah, where Aguero got 5. Would have been, and, yeah, would have been around this time last year. Oh, no, I'm talking about... No, I'm talking about a game last season. I think Southampton won a game 6-0. Oh, the one against Sunderland? Never mind. 8-0? Yeah, maybe it was Sunderland, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I remember the, 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 the Newcastle game. Sorry, got my wires crossed. But yeah, I, I, I think Aguero has lost it a bit since his injury. And yeah, I, I think it would be, uh, De Bruyne will be the one to watch. Um, West Ham up against Watford. Um, at that point, West Ham might be sort of ruled out of the top four race, I suppose. They, they're already sort of on the brink, I guess. But uh, this could be an important game for them to win. Do we see them sort of pretty straightforward victory for, for West Ham? Yep, Hammers. Yep. Should be a simple victory for them. Um, probably the biggest game in some senses of these rescheduled games is the Merseyside derby between Liverpool and Everton, of course. Um, 
as opposed to the other Merseyside derbies. Um, at, home, <laughs> at home for Liverpool. Um, we've already discussed... Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool for... Yeah. Liverpool, especially at home. I mean, Coutinho, Firmino, that, they'll they'll have a field day against that shaky Everton defence, I think. Jackie Elka's out with a hamstring injury as well. Yeah. Well, mag- magnifies the problems even more. Cookson? I, mean, I, I think they'll absolutely Liverpool. run by it. I think it'll be a 1-0 victory to Liverpool. I mean, it is a derby and you expect it to be close. I I I I reckon it'll be a three or four nil to be honest. I reckon Everton might get on the score a... sheet, but I I can just see it being all Liverpool. But I mean, I guess we'll, we'll wait and find out. But the, being at Anfield as well really really gives them the edge. They'll have the crowd behind them, and 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 Everton we know are absolute crap at the back. And again against the move, the quick movement of Coutinho, Firmino, Sturridge plays Origi. They're going to have a lot to deal with. Interestingly, the last Merseyside derby was Rogers' last game as manager, so this is Klopp's first uh, Merseyside derby. So it'll be um, an interesting occasion. Um, United at home against Crystal Palace, your mob cookie in action once again. Um, another game where you'd really be under a bit of pressure to, to get a result in that one. Do you think you'll get over um, Palace at home? I think we should. We probably will. Probably just a very scrappy 1-0 victory. But, what was it? I think if Man City win the two games they have, that's, what, 10-point lead. And if we lose these two, I think he would, Van Hal be sacked after that. So, again, it's probably very interesting. But we should win this 1-0. I think uh, United should, should do it at home against Palace. They, I, I think, be two 0 Yeah, I think I think United should get um get on top in that one and win it pretty comfortably. Um, Arsenal at home to West Brom, um, another one that you'd be wanting to look looking at winning quite comfortably, Croft. Yeah, I'd I'd be very disappointed and and annoyed if if we didn't. Uh, particularly again at home. I mean, out of the top four sides, we had the easiest run home and we, we, we've botched it. So we really need to just push on. And if we can finish second, we can. I don't expect us to, but we need to just win all our games out from now and try and get as many points as we can and finish as high as we can. Cookson, do you see an Arsenal win in this one? Yeah, I mean, Arsenal should win. I mean, they are probably... Well, they're a pretty good side, as I said earlier. I guess they've... They, I mean, they're, they're kind of... Again, they're, kind of in, they're up against West Brom, but I mean, they're, they're sort of in that weird spot yeah. where they're they're relatively safe in the top four, but they're also quite a, quite a distance off the top two, so they're kind of stuck in a bit of no-man's land in, in third spot, I suppose. But this is reaching the stage where Arsenal tend to play very well. And build for next season, so you'd expect them to. Yeah, I can't see us finishing below third. Was it was it West Brom who played on the last day of last season, Cruyff, and you battered them four nil or something, and Walcott got a hat trick? Uh, or he scored no. a couple of goals? Was that the previous two season? seasons? Two seasons ago, we needed to win to qualify for the Champions League, 
and Martin Fulop had an absolute nightmare in goal, gifted us the first, terrible on the second or third, and I think we won 3-0 at, at the Hawthorns, and, and the Arsenal fans were carrying on like they'd won, or the Arsenal players, rather, were carrying on like they'd won the league okay. after the match. May 2015, might not have been the final day of the season then. Um... Oh, I think it was. I think it was, yeah, yeah, it was last day of last season. Warcock got a hat-trick and Will Shea oh. also scored. Oh, then maybe I'm thinking about the season before. Who knows? Um, making me making yeah. doubt myself, Prof. My memory. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Mr. Mr. Funny Pants. No worries. Um, were there any closing <laughs> thoughts from you boys? On the uh, on the coming round of fixtures? City, City, Chelsea, I think will be quite interesting. So it'll be be one to watch, I think, and 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 uh, yeah. Leicester, West Ham's also going to be a pretty big one. Definitely, definitely. Team, if you fossu Mensa to be a complete gun. He's looked all right for you guys. In his forty-five minutes. I should I should ask you guys because there's been um, there's been paper talk about the uh, bids for Andy Robertson and apparently United are looking to hijack an Arsenal bid for him um, and I'll I'll tell you guys I'd be quite happy for a bit of a bidding war on him if um, if United and Arsenal both want to go for him. Well, it's I mean we 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 need a better left back than Gibbs as a backup anyway, and I mean I don't know much about Robertson aside from what I've seen in Football Manager. Seems quite solid. I and mean, you're, uh, and you're, and you're with him in FIFA. Exactly. If, if, if yeah, exactly. If Sky Sports can use FM as, as as a barometer, that means I can too. But I, I think if if we could secure him for a, for a reasonable amount and, and then offload Gibbs, I, I I wouldn't be against it at all. I wouldn't mind a bit It'd of be a money and swap. I'd be I'd be happy to take Gibbs, but I think he'd probably want a bit of a higher level. But you can always hope. <laughs> It'd be a very weird signing for us considering we have Luke Shaw. Yes. Right. Then we have Borthwick Jackson as reserve. It did cross my and mind. Pretty having, young. Having United's name linked was a bit of an odd one given how many left backs you have. Um, but you know whether it's his agent trying to drum up a bit of, bit of interest and, and get a get a move, who knows? But um, it's going to be a very interesting summer for Hull. I suspect whether or not we go up. Um, but thanks for coming on, boys. Thank you. Been a lot of games to preview. We've got all of those double games coming up. But um, thank you all for listening in. And until next time, hopefully your side wins. And we'll see you on the forums.